Hello, Babe Towns. Welcome back to The Vibe. How's everyone doing today? How's everyone feeling on their last two weeks of 2019? Feeling like you need to finish some things? Probably. I'm sure everyone's feeling kind of like a headless chicken right now. So I asked a bunch of you on Instagram if you wanted me to do a solo episode before the new year and the general consensus was that you did want that so today's vibe is going to be inhaling the good shit exhaling the bullshit and I think that's really important especially upon the new year because you really need to let go of certain things in order to make space to move forward so I'm gonna go and talk about some hot topics of this year such as whether it was pop culture related whether it was related to my own self what I'm going to be manifesting for 2020 what I hope for 2020 um we can discuss relationships we can discuss letting go of some of those relationships and let's discuss above anything the positivity that we're trying to set for 2020 So let's go for it. Let's start with the pop culture stories. So I want to begin with Jordan Woods because I think everyone can agree whether you were a Kardashian fan or not. This one got you fully. You were invested and I know it. I know every single person was and I can say that with full conviction. So if you don't know about the Jordan Woods story, Jordan Woods was Kylie Jenner's best friend. She was at a party with Tristan Thompson, which was Khloe Kardashian's boyfriend, and they apparently kissed, which, you know, broke headlines. It's wild, too, because I think, you know, if that were myself and how that would absolutely never be what I was known for, and it is wild that as of now, that is what she's known for. I honestly think her come up is beyond amazing but let's go back to her come down so jordan kissed chloe kardashian's boyfriend which is kylie jenner's sister which is just not cool and you know i think it's really safe to say we're all in a position where we're young and naive and stupid and you know most of us just aren't famous enough to be caught and most of us are not in that position where like millions of people are gonna hate on you and it was just really wild I remember going through series of emotions where like I genuinely was beyond invested I remember texting my friends being like I wonder if she's just like okay like generally okay as a human being because all of the messages all of the hate that I was seeing it was just not it was not warranted for what she did. Granted, what she did, I don't agree with. But, like, that amount of hate that the world has, honestly, it, it jolted me. It was really, really wild how everyone just jumped on a bandwagon and, you know, treated this girl as if she murdered someone. And, of course, she... She owned up to messing up. She fully owned up to it. She also told her truth, which I think is something in 2019 people should do more often, is standing by that. And she did, and it definitely couldn't have been easy. I mean, listen, I'd love to have a sit down with her, but we all know that's not going to happen. 
Um, nonetheless, I will say her come up was awesome. She really elevated on her own and um, I think Jordan is doing better than ever again. What do I know? I know nothing. But what I do know is what I see and what I see is that she's doing a lot of projects and she's really doing well. And I think for anyone who's ever struggling or going through something, think about Jordan Woods. Call me crazy, but think about Jordan Woods because she's come a long way and it, and it's got to be really, really hard getting so much hate from a family that's so loved like so so loved via the media via uh just just honestly everyone loves the kardashians even if you don't love them you love them it's 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 a it's a crazy magnetic force that they have they really really do whether you like them or not you're always thinking about them so i think jordan woods definitely goes down in history of 2019 for one of the crazier stories but it's not that the story was crazy it was just the public reaction was honestly out of control the next one i love so much is the old town road nas lil nas x and billy ray cyrus um they made history with this country rap hybrid song they became the longest number one running song on billboard hot 100 and I'm a big music lover, so to see this song come out originally and it not get the credit that it deserved, and then Billy Ray Cyrus coming and knowing that this was going to make history, and it did. I mean, not only was it is it one of my favorite songs, but it's just super inspiring to see two artists coming together for the greater good and you know, a few months later, Lil Nas came, Lil Nas X came out, and I think the song really was helpful for him, and the support that he had from all of his fans, from the Cyruses, from knowing that his music was just good enough, that that's all he wanted to release, that that was enough to fulfill him, and his dream came true, and I just think that's so beautiful, and I love that Billy Ray Cyrus was able to come on board and help, and I honestly love seeing the support of this song. I thought as a community, it was just really, really special, and I think it's really rare that musicians help each other out like this. You know, it's one thing to collaborate, but it's another thing for your song to not get the credit that it absolutely deserves, and then for someone to jump on that song who has that notoriety and and with that teamwork they got there and you know old town road forever will be a really special song for me and i hope it is for everyone else too it's obviously a bop but beyond that the history that it has i i hope that remains forever so old town road love you so fucking much the last one which is absolutely the most important is greta thunberg Greta Thunberg has made headlines for climate activism. She is 16 years old, traveling by boat, public transportation all over the world, spreading awareness about climate change and honestly really waking people up. I think, you know, I've been following Greta for a really long time. And besides her age, I think what's so fascinating about her is her will to never stop. It's like she never gets tired of this she's so insanely passionate and 
not only is what she's doing so amazing and life-changing, and I cannot imagine being 16 and so strong, but what she's doing and how she's speaking up for not just herself, but for the universe and the world and what we want is just, is, is, is so telling of, you know, the positive sides of social media, the fact that the 16 year old gets up every single day in front of millions of people who are judging her, who are saying positive, saying negative things. I just think what Greta has done for her generation is one that's going to absolutely go down in history. And I'm so excited to see what she will do next and what she will talk about next and where this whole climate activism will go and you know how many younger children will get involved in this because it really 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 matters and I hope if you don't know about Greta Thunberg I hope after listening to this you google the shit out of her because she is just a wonder she really just is so those are my top three pop culture stories that I thought were really compelling I hope you guys appreciated those. And I asked you guys to ask me a few questions on my Instagram poll. So here they are. What am I hoping for the new year? I am hoping for, obviously, a lot of health, happiness, and peace. On a personal level, I am hoping to continue to dig deeper within myself to be the best version of myself. I feel like I say that a lot, but I I really genuinely mean it. I feel like every day is a new learning curve and every day I'm hit with something different, whether it's light or or heavy. It's it's all a learning lesson and I just hope that with each year I can become a little bit smarter, a little bit quicker, a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more understanding and I really just hope for peace and love and inner peace for myself and my family. And to be completely honest, just health and happiness. I know that sounds ridiculous, but health and happiness are the things I care the most about. What am I manifesting now and how? I would say the things that I'm manifesting right now are, you know, certain ideas or projects I have for the upcoming year, people I would love to work with, people I would love to interview. I'm manifesting a lot of amazing events, awesome new clients that are willing to go the extra mile, um, And I'm just manifesting like really, really, really good vibes. And how I've been doing this is if you do follow me, you know that I'm a crazy journal writer. Every time I write in my journal, I write about what happened in my day, what I wish went better and what I want to manifest. So this isn't something that I just do before the new year. This is something I've been doing since last year and the year before that and the year before that. So this is an everyday practice. So I, the best way that I can tell you how to do this is to make it into a general practice because otherwise I don't really believe that you can hope for something one day and it'll happen. You really have to consistently place it in your head and 
go for it every single day, whether it's going to be a big fail or it's going to be a huge success. I mean, this podcast is one in its own. I promised myself that this would have been my 2019 number one goal and I waited until December to do it and I feel happy that I did it but really stupid that I didn't do it sooner because I let fear hold me back and I'm gonna come back to that idea of fear holding you back because no one should ever be scared to do something that they feel really passionately about and I felt so passionately about talking to you guys about whatever it was that's why I called this the vibe because whatever the vibe was whether it was good bad whether it was uplifting downpouring I just wanted you to have a place to come to and I'm so glad I finally did do it before the new year someone asked how do I stay confident this one is a tricky one for me because I don't always view myself as confident I do find myself to be a very strong person and I think what helps ground me and stay that way is that I know what does and doesn't work for me. I've traveled a lot, I've switched jobs a lot, I've gone through crazy life changes and throughout that you ha- throughout that one I was alone through all of it. So that's one big growing factor is being alone through all of these big changes in your life. I had to make sure that I was cool, calm, collected in front of all of these people that I'd potentially either be working with or, you know, want to make a good impression for. And honestly, after all of that travel and life experience, I did feel really confident. I really did feel like I could approach a really random situation and handle it with ease and poise and I think that came with a lot of downfall and a lot of disappointment and a lot of failing and falling down and coming back up. And after a while of, you know, having to admit your failures, you become more confident with the fact that you're not perfect, that you're not going to be the most loved human in the room, that it's okay to not be the best, the most popular. And I think honestly knowing that about myself has shown on other people and that is how that's how I stay confident it's just by honestly being myself and I think I've helped a lot of other people gain some confidence by just knowing that you are enough and that you are cool in your own way and you know what I may think is cool is not what you may think is cool and that is okay and I think You know, the universe is getting to a place where everyone's own self-confidence is their own thing. And it's really, really awesome. So my best way of staying confident is to just stay grounded and just be as real as possible. What has been my biggest learning lesson of 2019? One of my biggest learning lessons of 2019 was to... I have to thank my therapist for this, but to not react. I am a very sensitive human being and I'm very quick to react and get upset. And this year, I really took a step back every time anything bothered me. And 
I reevaluated it and I really created boundaries for myself, for my relationships, for my family. And I did those not to break away from anyone, but because I needed to stay in my own safe zone and I needed to create these boundaries so that I could grow and heal and learn. And I think most importantly, I needed to learn that it's okay to be reactive, but what's not okay is to continue that trend. And when I noticed that I was continuing that trend of just reacting, reacting, reacting without like taking a moment, breathing, sitting back, taking it in. Now that I have done that, I've noticed how beneficial that is for my life, for my friendships, for everyone. And I can't tell you how positive that's been for me. That has been the biggest learning lesson is taking a step back, breathing, not reacting. And I'm telling you, if you're someone like me who's just very sensitive, who just sometimes can't help what comes out of their mouth, help it. Take a second because it's going to help you. It's going to help your friendships. It's going to help so very much. So take that second. Take a moment. If you don't agree with someone, take a second. Breathe. Come back to it. It's okay. Breathe. Now I'm going to come on and I wanted to give you some questions that I thought would be really good that were my own. One is, how can I be better? I think an important thing that I've started to do to try to be better is, some may think this is something I should be doing my whole life, but I have been reading so much so so much and not saying I'm reading extremely insightful books but the books I'm reading are very healing and very telling to my specific circumstances in life and books that I can relate to and I feel that I'm literally with the author or the characters or whoever it is and I really think that, you know, even the patience of sitting and reading is a huge practice. And I think that that has made me a much better human being. I think, you know, even those moments where I don't want to go to the TV, I want to sit on the couch and read my book because I'm so fascinated in what's going on next. And that has really helped me become more homely, way more detached from my phone and honestly way more present because I'd rather not be staring at a screen. I'd rather be, or if I am staring at a screen, I want to be taking in some knowledge. I think I'm at an age where I just want to keep on learning and learning and learning. Maybe that comes with almost turning 30 in a year, but that's all I want to do is just, I feel like a sponge that just wants to take it all in every single part of it. This one is a really, really, really important one, and it's letting go of what no longer serves me. And I think when I say that, well, I know when I say that, what I mean is, you know, we all are in a place at times where we don't agree with someone or we don't agree with something or something just becomes unhealthy in our lives and 
it's really hard to let go. Sometimes it's a friendship you've been in for a very long time. It could be a relationship with your lover. It could be something with your parents. But if it doesn't cause or give you happiness anymore or if it no longer fills your cup in whatever way it should, you need to let it go. I'm so guilty of this. I always, always, always feel like I have to stay in something because, you know, I've I've respected it at some point in my life or, you know, it's been in my life for so long. But as I've gotten older and I've started to let go of certain things, I've noticed how much better my day-to-day has been. And I really think that's because I've let go of what no longer serves me. And that's not to say that these things or people aren't good people or they aren't good things. It's just that they weren't working for me or or to be honest, they weren't working for either party. So, you know, realizing what no longer serves you is really important. And for me, that's been a huge thing that I do every year as I reevaluate my relationships, my friends, what's going on in work, how I could level up in work. And I absolutely think that everyone should kind of go through and see what's made them unhappy and happier that year and go through and see how they can continue making the happier side a little bit grander and that unhappy side where they can let go of things and where they can toss them to the side because that's okay it doesn't mean you're disrespecting anything or anyone it just means this no longer serves you And that's okay. And anyone who's going to tell you otherwise, let them do as they want. So I told you I would come back to this, but letting go of fear. Letting go of fear. Oh my God, I could talk about this one forever. I hold on to fear as if it was my teddy bear from when I was born. I, you know, I think when it comes to fear... I give myself major excuses. I'm like, I'm so scared. I can't do it. I'm so scared. What if no one likes me? What if no one this? Honestly, it wasn't until three weeks ago that I said to myself, oh my God, what if no one likes this podcast? And then I thought to myself, what do I have to lose? Honestly, what do I have to lose that you all absolutely hate this? That's what I have to lose that there may be judgment, which will always happen. We will always be judged for whatever awesome or not awesome thing we do. So I really am letting go of that fear. I hope that by you guys hearing this podcast, you see that I've let go of some of that fear. That doesn't mean I haven't let go of all of it. I have a lot, a lot to work on, but little by little, I'm letting go. And I've got to tell you, it is fucking amazing to let go of the fear and let in the love and the abundance because there's so much of it so for me i am here to tell you let the fuck go let go of whatever is holding you back it's silly it's irrelevant it's pointless that that one little thing that's holding you back from a bigger dream let it the fuck go Go, go soar and try and get that dream and make it happen. And if it doesn't happen again, what did you lose? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So let go fear, please, 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 please.
relationships. Now, this one gets heavy, but we're going to try not to let it get heavy because relationships are something that I firmly believe can be mended. And relationships are also something that I think if you feel they're unhealthy, you should really let go of. I don't think anyone should ever be mean or rude, but I think you should be aware. If something or someone doesn't make you feel good, it hurts, I know, but distance yourself from that behavior. Set some boundaries. I, this year, have set more boundaries than ever, and that could either hurt some people, but I have found more peace because I don't feel walked all over. I don't feel that I'm giving so much of myself. I felt last year I was running on literally empty gas. This year my tank is filled and that's only because I'm setting boundaries. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think many people are happy about that. But am I happy? 100%. Do I hope that everyone can one day see that you need to make yourself happy to even remotely give into a relationship and be able to be that positive force in a relationship. So for me, I personally have had to put my foot down a couple of times and, you know, in a relationship, I need somebody to show up for me as I would show up for them. I 100% know that if I'm going to put my energy into hearing you out all the time and being there for you, I expect that back, not all the time ever. That's not my, that's not my forte, but I expect that a good friend will always show up for you. And the same goes for a, you know, a loving relationship um, with your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it may be. I think it's, really important to set those boundaries and some people and some people have said it to me that it's really selfish but I don't think it's selfish I think it's creating a bigger awareness and those friendships that have realized that maybe my harshness is out of love have really fucking noticed that and have really been thankful for it and have realized that that boundary setting or maybe that distance that we needed to take was for the greater good and only to serve a better higher purpose for the both of us not just for one party and just remember that in this in this moment of setting boundaries and maybe making others feel uncomfortable it's going to be uncomfortable for a moment Anytime you ever tell somebody that something isn't going to go their way, it's going to be very uncomfortable. But with that, you have to be really strong. You have to be confident in what you're saying. You have to feel good about what you're saying because you also don't want to feel any negativity or badly or that you're hurting somebody. You want to feel that you're getting a point across that's positive and healthy for the both of you and whether that continues to make you closer gets you further apart hopefully that message that stands strong still is shown between you so whether that's a friendship a relationship whatever it may be just knowing 
that it's okay to let go of relationships or to set a boundary in your relationship is okay. It's actually really, really healthy in my opinion, especially for me as a 29-year-old. I think especially living with my significant other and, you know, trying not to dump all of my issues on them. Sorry, Boomer. I think it's really important that you set these boundaries with other people in your life because in your own life, you need to feel good when you get home at the end of the day. And when all of these things are festered up, you literally, again, festered up, it's almost like you can't breathe. You're holding on to something to make other people feel better and that's not good for you. We can't just do things to make other people happy. That's not how the world works. It has to be a give and take relationship. So just remember that. I think that's really the the end take I want you to take is that it's a two-way street. Relationships go both ways. It's not just one way at all. So just remember that. It's okay to trim a little bit off. It's okay to realize what no longer serves you. And with that, it's okay to set some boundaries. And hopefully those people understand those boundaries. And that really is the telling sign of who's meant to be in your life and who's not is if they really understand and can take that moment and understand that your bigger purpose isn't to hurt anyone's feelings. Your bigger purpose is to grow your relationship into a stronger one. So just remember that. And again, that's not going to be taken easily by many people, but those who are willing to take the time to understand it are the ones who are supposed to be in your life is what I firmly believe. What else do we have here? Leveling up. What does that mean? I think everybody in the new year needs to level up. I think emotionally we all need to be a little bit more aware of each other. We need to be more aware of the sensitivity that's going around. I think leveling up means being aware, means waking up, means, you know, even talking about Greta Thunberg earlier, leveling up, maybe start to go back to Greta Thunberg, maybe start using sustainable goods, maybe take a moment in your life and instead of working so so hard that week maybe take a step back work a little less hard and see how you can continue to work and make a really good lifestyle without breaking your back without literally going home and being so wiped out how can we level up without literally burdening ourselves and burdening our bodies and our health I mean listen this is the decade of wellness it really really is and it was so you know how can we level up in a way that's healthy positive and you know great for our bodies great for our bank accounts and leveling up for our families and for our lives the last thing I'm going to say is why you should end your year the way you want it to begin. I'm going to repeat that. Why you should end your year the way you want it to begin. I say this because so many people look forward to January 1st as the fresh start. And I'm so with you on that. But I think that you need to start practicing that lifestyle before January 1st. Because... 
nothing is ever done overnight. Everything is a practice. You do not learn a language overnight. You do not learn a sport overnight. You do not learn every, anything overnight. So why would you start living this new lifestyle overnight on a new year on the most, you know, pressure-filled moment? I think you should start whatever goals you have. I think you should list them now. I think you should start them now so that when the new year comes, it doesn't feel like a shock. It doesn't feel like you need to go win that race. It feels like you've already started and you get to continue and you don't feel so much pressure on your back. I know this to be true because it's something I practiced for the last four years and not starting something right at the new year has been something amazing for me because I think when you again start something super cold turkey and you know have these expectations that your life is going to change and again that's kind of what the new year does is gives it's it's exciting it's an amazing time but you're expected to you know people are expected to go work out and start this crazy new lifestyle where in my opinion I like to take the realistic approach and start it beforehand and start to get that ball rolling so that when you see everyone starting to make the change, you've already started that change. You're a little bit ahead of the curve. And that's something that I think is a practice you should take in your whole life. Every single day is kind of getting ahead of the curve. And, you know, starting anything when you feel you should begin it, not at the deadline that everyone else is doing that. And that's something you should take into your life. Do things when you want to do them, not when society tells you to. So like I said, I think you should start the year the way you're ending it. So let's pretend you had a few goals. I say start those goals today. Start trying them out. Start trying them out. Start implementing them and give it a go. Start now because that way you can go into 2020 fully revved up, ready to go, feeling secure in your new practice and your new movement. So I think I covered everything that you asked me. I think I covered everything that I asked my own self. And what I really want to say is, Thank you so much for being part of my baby podcast so far. Again, with the fear, I let this go on for way too long. And I hope for anyone else who has been feeling some fear of starting something new, that this can give you that little push of knowing that it's possible, that you can do it, that as scary as it is, it's okay. It can be ended in one second or it can flourish into something beyond beautiful. I'm so excited for 2020 and I really hope you are too. I honestly cannot wait to see what's in store. I'm so excited to take in this break and relax and just reevaluate the last year, the highs, the lows, everything, and honestly relax with my boyfriend in Miami. So I really, really, really love you all. I'm so grateful that you've listened to these few baby episodes and you've been on me with this been on me through this journey again I'm still learning I'm learning every single day and I appreciate 
all of the feedback I've gotten. And above all, I want to wish you all a happy new year, very happy, healthy new year. And I'm so excited to hear about all of your goals and intentions and how you set them. And like I said earlier, the vibe is inhale the good shit, exhale the bullshit, and exhale all of that bullshit that you no longer need for 2020. Let go of what no longer serves you, my loves. Happy 2020 and stay vibey.